0: Well, good morning. It's good to be here again. Uh, I'm the guy that you saw in the picture for Berean schools, in case you're wondering. Um, I don't know what you, what you think of the book of Revelation. I've uh, taught the course a few times over the years, and it has become my favorite Berean course. Uh, if you've always wondered what Revelation is all about, uh, then uh, do come uh, tomorrow night and right straight through Thursday, and you will hear how I understand the book of Revelation. Now, it is quite possible that I understand it differently than some other people, and maybe even some of you. But what I have found is that when we speak of the book of Revelation, we need to keep our minds uh, open just a bit, and maybe our hands open. And simply because I understand it a certain way, I have to be open to realize that God will do it his way, and that I might not have the last word on it. But we'll we'll look at it together. And uh, as we look at the book, I would like to promise you, I think I can promise this, I will not frighten you. When you, when you leave after the course, you will be at peace. And, uh, I hope you will be comforted. Now, I will admit right away that I don't have all the answers when it comes to the book of Revelation, but I hope to give you some. You might find out that the number seven is way more important than six, six, six. And mostly we worry about 666 when we think of Revelation, and we shouldn't. Um, You might find out that uh, the word Antichrist isn't in the book of Revelation. It's not there. But we put it there. Uh, One thing I will tell you in the course. No, it's three things, not just one. And that is that uh, Jesus is coming. Uh, we don't know when. And thirdly, we need to be ready. Those three things are very, very important. And so we will look at those together. So I do hope you'll come. Uh, I think the announcement in your with your bulletin says you come even if you don't have money. Right? So don't let that stop you. Uh, we hope to see many of you, and we'll study together. So for this morning, I want to introduce the book of Revelation by looking at the last verses in Revelation, the last chapter, chapter 22, where we read a few things about Jesus and his coming, and so on. So we'll look at uh, verses, verses 6 to the end of Revelation 22. The the passage begins with words that say, in verse 6, these words are trustworthy and true. These words are trustworthy and true. And so he begins with that and goes on to a few other things. And here we have in verse 7, we have Jesus speaking. After the angel has said, <clears throat> these words are trustworthy and true, the Lord, the God of the servants, spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Now, I don't know what you think about the word soon. When I think of soon, it's it's different things. Um, one is, soon I will stop speaking. Right? And so somewhere within the next half hour, I will quit. And you can all go home and have lunch. So that's one way of thinking about soon. Now we also think in terms of soon as my daughter is getting married soon. And that's on June the 6th or something like that. And so we say that soon. It's too soon because I want to keep my daughter at home for a bit longer. Because I like her and she does the dishes. And then we have soon like well I'm I'm no longer I'm no longer 19 I'm no longer 39 I'm no longer 69 and soon I will be old <laughs> Here Revelation uses the word soon And it uses it in other places as well. And what does he mean when he says soon in the book of Revelation? That was 2,000 years ago when he said soon. And here we are, and Jesus hasn't come yet. So what does soon mean in this context? Well, soon is very soon. And soon is... All the time, ever since Jesus came and went back to heaven, he uses the word soon. Now we we think of of time, and we live within time, and the average person kind of lives, you know, 70 plus years, and so I'm above that average age. I'm already into the bonus years. I'm very glad about that. But for us, when we get to be my age, it seems that life has gone just like that. And for me, soon, in Jesus' meeting, is very soon. I don't know when, but it won't be long. It won't be many years, I don't think. It'll be less than, I would think, less than 20 years. I will meet Jesus. I will have been here on this earth for a certain time, and soon for us is in our lifetime. We don't have two thousand years. We have only our lifetime, however short it is. When we look at verse seven, we come to the words of, of Jesus, where he says, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. We see here the word blessed. There are uh, the word blessed comes a number of times in Revelation. And if I were to have you guess how many times, some of you might guess right. It is seven times. If you read through the book of Revelation and you look for the word blessed or blessed, you will find it exactly seven times. This here is the sixth one. There's another one coming. The first one is in the first three verses of Revelation. And it says, Blessed is the one who reads and hears... And does what the book says. That's the way the book starts out. Blessed is the one who reads Revelation. Now in our course, starting tomorrow night, we will read the book of Revelation. Together we will read every word. That is the one, one thing I, I do when we look through this book. We read the book of Revelation aloud. And some of you might have an opportunity to read some of it. And you will be blessed. Verse 8. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and the prophets and all who keep the words of this book. Worship God There're two two places in Revelation where this happens to John the angel comes and he falls down and wants to worship the angel and the wor- angel says don't do it worship God Now we sometimes forget what we do when we say we worship what are we worshipping sometimes we worship ourselves we worship our music and we worship how we look, uh, look, and what we do, and we worship the wrong things. In our society, we worship all kinds of things. And what is worship? It's simply saying who or what is number one. What is number one in your life? What trumps, well, Mina doesn't like the word Trump. <laughs> but, but, But there's no other word. What trumps everything else for you? When something comes up, what decision do you make? You go this way or you go that way? I do this or I do that. What trumps everything for you on Sunday morning? Well, I hope the worship service trumps everything. You're here no matter what. You don't go elsewhere. You go here. So it trumps all the other things in your life. And there should be things like that in our life. If we say we worship God, then what is number one? God is number one. Or is it all the other stuff? There's a verse that says something like, you can't, you can't, is it worship God and mammon? Is it worship the word there? Serve, serve. That's the word. Okay. You have to make choices. And here uh, the angel says, Don't worship me, worship God. And that is an instruction for us as well. The um the message of Revelation is for us today and for always. And uh what we have here is um, in verse Uh, let's see, verse 10. Let's read that. Then he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of the book, because the time is near. There's that word again, near and soon. Let him who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let him who is vile continue to be vile. Let him who does right continue to do right. And let him who is holy continue to be holy. So, in other words, stay where you are. The book of Revelation is for a hundred AD when it was written. It was for a thousand AD. It's for two thousand AD. It is for all time. Here, John is told, don't seal the book. Leave it open. And in other words, sometimes we should say to us, we understand it this way today, but let's leave it open. The words of Revelation continue to be true, continue to apply to us as believers, continue to apply to to the world, even if Jesus comes a thousand years from now. The book of Revelation is still the book of Revelation and is still true and is still for the people of that time, as it has been over the last 2,000 years. It's not just for the few years before Jesus comes, as we sometimes hear. It is for all time and for all believers. It is a book. Revelation is a book about the last days, but not only about the last days. It's about all the days between Jesus' coming, first coming and his second coming. Well, let's look further at um, verse 11. Here we have... uh, a word about God's work that is completed. Verses 11 to 15. And he says, Behold, I am coming soon. And there it is again. We have uh, the promise, coming again, again. This is the sixth reference to Jesus coming. How many times does Revelation talk about Jesus coming? If you had to guess, how many times would it be in Revelation? Seven times, and you're right. It comes seven times. The word seven comes again and again and again in Revelation. And uh, so here we have Jesus saying, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and last, the beginning and the end. He says he's coming soon and he'll bring his reward with him. What reward? We, uh, we are told in the New Testament, Jesus says it, that there will be rewards. Paul says there will be rewards. This reward is not about our salvation. It's not about you and me uh, coming to live with Jesus in the end or getting to heaven. It is about our works. It's about what we do. What have we done with the salvation that Jesus gives us? Have we just said thank you and gone on our way? Or have we spent time with Jesus in our life? Have we served others? Have we served God? First Corinthians chapter 3 talks about rewards. And says that there are different kinds of rewards that will come to us. And this is not about being saved. This is not about getting to heaven. This is about the extra rewards that we will get. And it says some of our works, some of the things we do, some of our life will be like wood, hay and stubble. And what happens when you set a match to wood, hay and stubble? It burns up and all you have left is ashes. And then it says, Paul says, there are other kinds of works which are like gold and silver and precious stones. And what happens when you put fire and heat to them? Well, it purifies them. And they get to be better. They get to be the real thing. Gold, silver, and precious stones. Our works what we have done with our life, what we have done with God's gift of salvation to us will be tested and we will be rewarded accordingly. So here, Jesus says he's coming soon and he's bringing that reward with him. Verse 13, which we read, is a repeat from the very beginning of the book. Where Jesus says, I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am the everything. I am from here to there. And everything in between. That is who Jesus says he is. And in verse 14, we have the seventh blessed in the book. Where it says, blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates of the city. The tree of life. Where do we first find the tree of life? At the very beginning of the Bible, we have the tree of life. Adam and Eve are told, you can eat of whatever fruit you, you have in the garden, but there's one tree. You're not to touch it. Not to eat it. Eat it. The tree of life. Knowledge of good and evil. And here we have that tree of life coming up again. And here finally, we will have it. And we will have it forever. So we are told that when we come to this time, there will be the they will have the right to the tree of life and they may th- go through the gates into the city. When Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden, they were kicked out and the gate was put up and the guard that they couldn't get back in. Here the gates will be open. we can come and go, and the gates will not be shut on us. Shut on us. there will be no guard to keep us in a certain place. And verse 15: "Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Not everyone will get in. And he lists some people who won't. This is is a difficult thing for us. Especially when we have friends, acquaintances, family who are not in the kingdom. And they don't want to be. They make that decision. And they can make that decision. And they do. And we as believers, as ones in the kingdom, have to live with that, have to accept it, and realize that there are some who will not be in on that day. We get to verse uh, 16, where it says that I, Jesus... I have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. And then we get finally to verse 17, the final invitation. The book of Revelation is one of invitation to us, to everyone. It continues through the book for us to make our decision and to, to decide what we're going to do with this. And what do we have? It says here in verse 16, the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. So here we have the invitation three times. Come, come, come and it goes right to the end of the bible right to the end of revelation the invitation to us is to come and to take of the water of life we see this we hear it and we give it to others and it says that the invitation will remain to the very end of t- end of time And you have to decide what you will do with it. Will you read the book of Revelation, go all the way through, and say, this is interesting, I don't understand it, I wonder what it all means, what will God finally do, why all the violence, why all the strange pictures? But in the end, it all becomes very simple and very straightforward. The invitation is for you to come and accept salvation from Jesus. That's the final invitation. But there is then again also the other side, the final curse. I warn everyone, this is verse 18, who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, If anyone adds to anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes words away from the book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. Well, then you want to know what the book of Revelation means and says. You don't want to take away from it. You don't want to add to it. You want to understand it and teach it and accept it and take it into your life because plagues upon those who take away and um, what does it say? The plagues that, that for those who take away And if you add to it, he will take away the tree of life from you. So we do want to understand it. And Revelation is a wonderful book. It's a book that tells us who wins the war. Who wins the war? Which side would you like to be on when a war is fought? You would like to be on the winning side, right? Yeah, you want to be on the winning side. And the book of Revelation tells us who wins in the end. And if you want to, in the end, be on the winning side, you have to make that decision today. And say, I want to be on that side. I want to be on the side that wins. And who wins? The, The Lamb of God wins. How does the Lamb of God win? The Lamb of God wins with his words. He doesn't win with cannons and planes and tanks. The Lamb of God wins with his word. So we come to the end, uh, and verse 20 says... He who testifies to these things, that is Jesus, says, yes, I am coming soon. I am coming soon. If you're 10 years old, well, maybe you have 60 years. When you turn 70, you'll think that 60 years went real fast. It was soon and very soon. And the answer to that, for us, for John, is, Amen. So be it. Come, Lord Jesus, and the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. If you want to hear something longer about Revelation, of course you come tomorrow night.